Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to a new episode. Um, we are going across the water. And um, this episode actually is going to be quite interesting because um, we're virtually traveling somewhere that we've physically been before. And we physically had, uh, let's just say, um, hostile times, so to speak. Uh, let's just say uh, it was some military missions that you know, ended differently in this place, but I'm going there virtually and I'm greeted with love uh, from my brother. So welcome to the show, Abdul Ben Bader. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. I'm doing great. I hope you're doing great. And thank you for having me here. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to hear. Um, kind of how it goes, man, is I just throw everybody straight into the fire with the audience. They're, they're a loving audience. You know what I mean? They, they, they love and they helped me create this safe space to have these conversations. Uh, and so first, I really just like giving everybody the opportunity to kind of you speak about Abdul as you see him and how he shows up in the world, you know, and anything that you think is important for them to know before we kind of get into what we're talking about today. Yeah, sure. I mean, Abdul right now uh, works as a coach and I work with entrepreneurs and, and business owners. And um, so I, I kind of had a, a previous life in professional sports. And, <laughs> um, and, and so a lot of, I had a lot of question marks. I, um, I was very curious to understand how performance works. Um, and the fact that I saw myself, literally witnessed myself push through a lot of obstacles um, to, to get better in sports. And so uh, today I've come to understand, thanks to a lot of my mentors, um, specific things about the mind that I am super excited today to share with fellow professionals, entrepreneurs, and business owners. And that's been, uh, yeah, I mean, I, as, as boring as that sounds, it's been <laughs> occupying my time, my days. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What sport, what sport did you play? I was a swimmer actually. Okay. What event? Yeah. Uh, breaststroke, uh, you know, all three distances, 50, 100, 200 meters, and I actually um, lived in the States. I went for, I went to high school in the States. Where and, at? Uh, uh, in Florida. Okay. Well, yeah, obviously so, somewhere close to water, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was whoa, 2004 is when I went to, to Florida until around 2008. And um, yeah, that was probably definitely one defining chapter in my life. Yeah, uh, especially when I went there and I thought I did speak good English. But as soon as I got there, I recognized 
I mean, outside of listening to Eminem and stuff, I, I, I didn't really speak any good English. <laughs> oh, man. So you, you went on to, to have a, a career in, in swimming. Yeah. Um, and then how did you get to corporate world? Oh, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I, I swam for the national teams from 98 till 2014. And uh, in 2014, that was a few years after I graduated from college. And um, I played around, worked in a bank. And then I re realized I just had to do something, you know, more adventurous. And I started a business. Yeah. And so uh, when I started a business in 2014, became fairly quickly successful, actually. And then I got stuck. Right. And I didn't recognize that I got stuck yeah. until um, fast forward. This is crazy. 2014 until 2020. Nothing, nothing happened basically in those six years. <laughs> I was, I was that stuck. And so in 2020, when actually when COVID hit and everything shut down is when I literally by force slowed down. I really slowed down yeah. and I was kind of searching for myself, even though I had a business, I just felt like there was something more for me to do. Um, I got to the um, minute business was being managed by, you know, by the team and everything. And, you know, th that sounds like a dream for a lot of people. But for me, it was like I wanted to do something with my own time, with my hands. And, and yeah, I came across coaching. I didn't know what coaching was. And when I kind of read the definition on Google, I was like, what? You could do that? That's, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I've always been um, off help for my teammates and my friends back in sports, but I did notice back then that advice did not work. There was something about psychology. It wasn't that simple. You can't just tell someone something and they would listen to you. But I, I mean, yeah, I had no idea, you know, what coaching is or anything. Yeah. So when I was like, oh, okay, there's an art and a science to this. This is so interesting. I, I saw that definition one day next week I signed my first client because I was already in conversations every other week with just friends, entrepreneurs yeah. and, and business owners. And so uh, not to jump, you know, uh, too fast into this, but um, so I'm, I'm looking for resources to learn about coaching and stuff. And, um, and this is when I signed up with Evercoach and I saw Michael Neal in one of the instructors on that program. Yeah, yeah. And um I kid you not, Rob, I, I, I watched the first few minutes of his interview so many times and I would close the interview because I was so uncomfortable with someone being so relaxed yeah. and, and <laughs> at ease yeah. around success, right? I was like, oh, what is this guy saying? And I just would close the interview and go to the rest of the instructions. And then there was one thing that he said specifically, if you allow me to share this, that kind of like caught me in, basically, which was when he said... Um, something like um, all people, most people believe that uh, we can't do what we want and follow our inclinations and be successful. Most of us believe that in order to be successful, we have to put what we want and our inclinations, inclinations on the side and follow mm -hmm. some formula. And that was what I was doing from 2014 till 2020. I was looking for the formula. I was like, it wasn't like this back in sports. It was actually fairly simple back in sports. It was, yeah. I would attend practice, follow what the coach is saying and, and just compete. And it, there, there wasn't much to it really. But in business, I kept looking for that right way. I kept looking for the right way. And every book would say something different than the other book. And I just got confused. And I had no idea that, oh, there's this thing within you 
Yeah. You can basically be self-guided as you grow your business. And I was, I was bought. I was. <laughs> yeah, you were in. No, I, I absolutely love that. At the level of competition that, that you were at and knowing how coach, you know, your coach would prepare you for events and swim meets and things like that. Does it seem easy to do once you kind of, it clicked in, right? Is yeah. it easier? So, so, Does it seem simpler? So actually, yeah. So, so for me, if I was going to explain it in a more accurate way, it wasn't really simpler or easier. I was in tune with that, which is within me. Like I mm. didn't have much going on up in my head back then. Got if it. I was okay. going to be, uh, if I described it even better. Right. Because if, if I, if I really look at it, what I did in sports perfectly works with, you know, how you should be running a business, right? We would try different strategies. We go to competition. It doesn't work. We go back on the board, we change it up. And there was no, you know, let, you know, giving up or anything. There's a, that, that, that wasn't even in the vocabulary. Right. And, um, and um, in sports, like, the thing is to do it your way. That's actually uh, already taken, you know, as, as um, you, you learn the basics and basically all athletes, you know, want uh, to express themselves differently as soon as possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but when, somehow when I went to business, because I wasn't really conscious of any of this back when I was in sports, I, I, I didn't go the right way. And, um, and so, but then, I kept reading about all the biographies of the really successful people and I would see the defining moments in their career and I would be like, there's something there. There's something that is guiding them because that, 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 that cannot be found in a book. Yeah. Right. And I, and I was in the back of my head kind of like looking for this. I was just looking and, um, and most of what is uh, the way it's spoken about today is uh, they talk about it as a, you know, subconscious. And I was like, you know, subconscious, I don't know. It, it seems like an open well. It doesn't seem like just my older, you know, programmed knowledge. There's something mm -hmm. more to this. And so when when I got to know Michael and I got to know the teachings of Sydney Banks, that was it. That was my answer. Yeah. Right there. I am connected to yeah. the <laughs> source of inspiration and wisdom and knowledge. And that makes perfect sense. It made perfect sense. So, uh, Rob... So that, that's why for me, I feel like I came into this understanding, not from um, the thought suffering perspective. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, much yeah, as I was, yeah, I was looking for that mind part. Got it. No, that, that, I, I like that. That makes a lot of sense. Like, really? the, yes, the, the, the awareness is what I'm in search of. Um, it's always been an awareness. What else can I see? Because once I see it, it's something I could do about it. You know, and and again, it's the simplicity in being a protection agent or a force protection officer. It was all about seeing. Hmm. If you couldn't see the threat, then there was nothing you could do about it. It was all about, you know, um, being less vulnerable. You know, and you're less vulnerable by removing all of the um, unnecessary stuff. Right. You know, <laughs> like does right. that gate? On the other side, that's not even manned by anyone need to be there because <laughs> it just gives an access to, I mean, you're in a war. Like, does that really right. need to be there? So you think about it in life, I would be like, do these narratives that I hold on to really have to be here? Because they're really not helping me. They're exposing me to something that's making my life a little bit more difficult. Yeah. 
And so now that I'm aware of it, it's like, uh, uh-uh. I could see the wheels falling off of it and I could, I could do something with it, you know? Um, so yeah, man, I, I, I really love the way you articulated that with sports. And it's, it's so interesting because I've talked to, there's quite a few people in this understanding that have played at a very high level. Um, I call a coach, uh, Denise Holland. She was yeah. the, uh, national team's coach and she played national team wise. Uh, there's Matt, who is a high jumper. He's like six, four, six, six or something too, uh, you know, but, um, Nikon, who was a Taekwondo, right. you know, yeah. um, and now you like, what did you feel like? Like I've asked all them on their shows. What did you feel like being chosen in a sense to represent nationally your team at your sport? Mm. I mean, f- for me, someone who grew up in Kuwait came from Kuwait, um, competing at a high level was not really um, a thing back then. So it really felt like a personal movie for me. Um, can I really make it? Like those are kind of the questions were in my head. Um, so even though um, I became a national champion fairly quickly in in my younger age, or yeah. So, but I thought, can I go further? Is it possible for me to go further? And then, you know. Yeah, I don't know anyone who made it to, to world level, but why not? And so when they took me to the States and I got to see all the, you know, the, the highest of the highest levels of athletics there. And, I'm, and, and so in terms of awareness, to you, perhaps awareness was kind of um, pointed outwards when you gave the metaphor of the gate. For me, it was kind of inwards watching me breaking through all of these obstacles mm, that i thought yeah um you know were not possible so you know i'm taken out of kuwait thrown at the states 2004 yeah go attend the high school and uh, and and you know get your way around i'm like really were you I'm was like, it a sponsor family did you uh, live it was, with- it, i was sponsored by the national team and uh, they had this uh professional program where they would send athletes to train in the States. So it was me, a couple of other Kuwaiti athletes, other, other Kuwaiti swimmers specifically. And so uh, there was a, a specific coach that they had an agreement with. Had an agreement, okay. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because yeah, I had a friend who played in the NBA and he, he's from Kenya. And oh, okay. same thing is he was a six, six, nine, six, eight freshman in high school. Yeah. And they were like, uh, yeah, go to the States. Uh, <laughs> so he came. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. He came. He had a family that he stayed with who was there when he got drafted, actually. Um, and, you know, he, he takes care of them like he takes care of his family back in Kenya. So it was, it, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Right. So, yeah, definitely. Same thing. So for, for, for smaller countries, maybe they recognize it's not really, they're not going to be able to invest and in, in, in improve the program fast enough. So just go go to the States. Gotcha. I wasn't with the family. It was three other Kuwaiti swi- swimmers. 
and the legal guardian, which was the coach. We lived in a house and uh, of course that bonded us together and we had our teammates, our friends who, uh, you know, uh, the team itself was similarly familiar, like the same, a lot of foreign professional athletes uh, from Cuba, from Brazil, uh, us from Kuwait, from France. To uh, one they, high school. To one different high schools, but we trained at a club that is, um, it's not a high school club. Oh, okay, got it. Private club they had something. the best of the best is what I'm hearing. Like In 2007, I won oh, the you state, state champions. Champ? Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, so that was another, uh, another moment when I was like, what's the limit for this? For potential, for human potential? Does it, does it stop? And I, I would say this is my earliest memory of kind of a, a coaching kind of thinking in my head, which yeah. I used to think of anyone who would say, you know, I can't or it's not possible. I'm not like this. You don't get it. I'm like, man, you should you should you should see the things I've been through. And I, I didn't think I could get there. Yeah. Right? And so in, in at the end of my time at the States, that was kind of the highest uh, of my career, I went to the world championships in Brazil and I finished sixth. So I was in the top eight uh, in the world champions. And, uh, and yeah, so it, it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's been, that is unbelievable. Kind of yeah. I can't say I was in the top eight of the world. Yeah. Everybody's swimming. Yeah. At this level. Yeah. What did they like? Dude, that's so, uh, that gives me chills, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, cause we here in the States, um, I play football and basketball. And so recently uh, LeBron just broke the scoring record. Uh, so he, LeBron James now has scored the most points of any player in NBA history. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Period. Like there, so he is number one at, at scoring the most points in history. And I started thinking about that. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> of all everybody, like, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? It just it just was hard to to count. It was like yeah. everybody. It's like he and he's still playing now. Yeah. It it's it's like he's still playing and he's so far ahead of all the it's it's just unbelievable. And and so my mind is just wrapped around that. Like, man, there is something that you've mastered to the point where you're identified within the top eight of the world at it. That's a level of mastery. Like I've never seen before in a sense. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really fun. And I think that's, I missed that when I got into business and I felt kind of, um, it was, I don't know the English word for it, but it was like, I was lonely in a sense. Like I started all over again. I'm starting from scratch, you know, who yeah. am I now in this, in this place? And uh, what do I do after all of these dedicated years of mastery and just knowing that you're so good at something. Right. And, and this is when, again, when I found coaching, I was like, at least I could master this. And this is, and I, and, and I had some interest in, in psychology before I um, majored in college, but I never did because of two silly thoughts. The first was, I didn't think I could make much money with it. The second was, I could not sit in here, people's suffering. And, and, and so when I saw that coaching was about creating something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. And, and only then, Rob, is when I recognized I actually 
have a lot of experience and skills to back me up, whether in corporate business or as a coach that I got from sports, which is basically competing at the highest levels. Like I know a lot about performance. I know a lot about um, what breaks your performance and how does your mind get in the way Right. I just never knew it articulated so nicely. Like so nicely. I learned exactly. it from, from Sid, like it was bits here and there. I would witness when I am more planning and preparing and strategizing for a race. Uh, I would not do so good. And when I'm more relaxed, I would break my records and my best times. And I, I always had an eye on this. I'm like, how does it work? Why? How come? Right. Uh. Why is it happening this way? And so now it makes like, I've, you know, all the puzzles come together. Are, so come cool. together. So yeah. I, I got two quick questions because I, I could talk about this all day. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first question is, um, did it translate into other parts of your life? So when you were at the height of swimming or, you know, the height of your career, were your relationships thriving? Were, were other parts of you thriving as well? Or was it just in that one spot? Hmm. So it's, it's, not, it's not fair for me to say, yeah, it was good everywhere. But okay. for mostly, yes. For the most part, yes. Okay. Like I, I had no problem with, you know, college education, getting work relationships. Um, I did have a lot of, I would say, on the internal part, like I didn't have much faith in myself, even though I've done all of this, these accomplishments, yeah. once I, I was done with swimming and I got out into um, when I worked at the bank and everything. I'm like, what, what does it mean that I was an athlete? What is what is that? What, what do I have to bring to the table that I was an athlete? Right. So and I'm an introvert and I'm this and I'm that. And I had so much belief around personality traits and I just boxed myself and that was really limiting for me. Yeah. I've never known an introvert to compete on a world level, I guess. So, but hey, <laughs> hey, it must, like I'm extroverted as they come and I've been nowhere near the world level. So I must be introvert must be the key then. <laughs> my, uh, my other question, man, is, is seeing how this is all shaped up. Like, what is it? That because I, I I know as an athlete there's there's a fire to compete there's a fire to perform like it, it it you're lit up when it's time to do what you've been practicing for in this what lights you up today how does it work today like what what has Abdul like getting in competition mode for for life like like right. he was as a swimmer yeah so so definitely what lights me up today is that moment when my clients recognize that running and growing a business doesn't have to suck so much. <laughs> it doesn't, it really doesn't have to be that complicated. It doesn't have to be so inefficient. They don't have to push so hard. This manufactured motivation and willpower where they, they start to get distant from their business, the, 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 the successful, business that they were passionate about two or three years in they want to take a step back so like one of my clients uh, came to me because she decided 2023 is not going to be a year that she works on the business she wanted to work on her own life but when we saw you know and we spoke about mind and really what gets the friction going 
a month in, she was like, yeah, I'm going to go back into the, the business now. There's, there's no reason for me to avoid it anymore. And, and just seeing that you don't really need to learn more skills. You don't really need to change. You don't need to develop. You don't need to become someone else for you to create a successful business. Uh, yeah. uh, a few valuable understandings removes the inefficiencies out and the experience is just, it's nice. That's, that's it, man. You said that. <laughs> you, <Yeah. laughs> you said that. that is, that's it. Um, look, Abdul, man, I appreciate you, bro, stopping by the show. Uh, yeah. And, and really just for all you do, you know what I mean, in the community, how you're taking your experience and, and allowing others to see a, a better way of living, whether in business, in life, or any of that. So just salute you on that, man. I appreciate Thank it. You, Thank uh, you I do got to get back to Kuwait and have a good experience. <laughs> oh, have a, I got to have a, a, pretty different a than your you kind of experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to come straight to your house. I don't want to go to the other <laughs> You're more than welcome, Rob. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're more than welcome, definitely. But look, man, what I, what I really would love for you to do for me is kind of tell people where they can find you um, and then just share your heart. You've, you've shared a, a lot with us and I truly appreciate that. But just share your heart on anything uh, you would like to leave us thinking about, whether in performance, whether in life, period. Yeah, definitely. So people can find me on my website, uh, abdulbinbader.com uh, or my Instagram as well. I use Instagram a lot, abdulbinbader, at abdulbinbader. And so what I would like to share is actually what seems to be my, what seems to be my why, my mission, my why, as Simon Sinek talks about it, which is really, you know, we all have this potential inside of us, but this potential is not really preformed. It's really formless. And we could, it's all about expressing this potential. Right. And the, the bigger question is, is not what I used to think. What's the limits of my potential? Because I don't think there's a limit for potential. But the, the good question is what gets in the way. Right. And um, and I believe that everyone can live a life where they can express this potential and they can really express themselves creatively. Show us the beauty that they have inside of them. And, and all they have to kind of figure out is basically, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated and, and the mind could get it complicated sometimes, but it doesn't have to be that way. And so what I like to say is we could all live in a world of possibilities rather than a world, world of limitations, right? Why live in a world of limitations when we can live in a world of possibilities? Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.